Hello beautiful people so here we are uh, to the second trip with Sankarsh and Joshi and uh, so after my first trip which is episode basically is just a fancier way of saying uh, episode so after my first trip a lot of people wanted me to introduce myself or talk about this podcast or what this podcast is all about so here i am with an awkward intro of me talking about my podcast so first of all looking into camera and talking is very awkward so <laughs> please my don't mind my awkwardness so the reason why i named my podcast sankarshan joshi trip is that the first reason is um, so the type of conversations i love having is usually what people have when they're high or when they're tripping so yeah like i can have a uh, trippy conversations being sober and that, and that's the first reason and the second reason being that okay so now i'll get a little bit philosophical so the reason why i named trip is because we are all here on this planet for a short period of time and uh, so me being here or me talking to someone it's just trip like it's just short travel so yeah like that's the reason why i named my podcast as ankarshan joshi trip and uh, so on my second trip uh, we have this really interesting person so his name is abilash so he is my professor and uh, so i have known him from uh, like 2 to 3 years now and every conversation i have with him is really interesting and i get to learn a lot and i thought it would be wonderful if i have him on the show so the reason why i'm introducing him here is because uh the introduction which i did on my podcast was very choppy because of internet issues so here i am so hope you guys enjoy this episode a sankarshan joshi trip i'm i'm really passionate about uh, what i'm trying to pursue which is uh, towards food agriculture and uh, nutrition for the generation uh, for the contemporary generation uh, mm. trying to pursue trying to uh, get hold of non chemical food and so that it can be uh, within the reach of the common man mm. so yes we have started it uh for the for the last 4 4 to 5 years i have been doing it part time uh okay. along with my along with my job at ms ramaya university of applied sciences and at ps university while i was working i after my working hours i used to uh, pursue this uh 5 to 9 and early morning uh, 7 to 8 or 6 to 8 maybe so something like that so for the last 4 years i have been uh, doing it so with that uh, confidence and uh, with that uh, conviction in mind i have taken up this whole uh, you know step forward to go ahead and uh, pursue this whole thing of facilitating non chemical food indigenous seeds grown mm. non chemically no uh, preservatives uh to as many people as possible to as many families as possible to provide uh, a healthy also, living uh, healthy living 
also uh, also to connect the farmers who are growing the crop non chemically and also the goshalas also the goshalas mm-hmm. which are uh, you know uh, coming forward to facilitate panchagavya products okay. uh, which are made out of uh, desi cow uh, urine desi cow dung desi cow milk desi cow ghee desi cow curd and desi cow buttermilk hmm. so or like we all have been hearing we all have been looking at various articles which talks about food adulteration and i know that a lot of people are, are aware that whatever food we are consuming uh, might be chemically uh, infused or there might be a lot of fertilizers that have been added uh, but right. still uh, there have not been much uh, measures that have been taken place so uh, and also like i've seen you work Uh, like you've also been doing your research on the food adulteration and all that. So, what is the current state according to you? So, on a daily basis, like we consume food, right? So, we don't know. Like we hear this word "organic," which is pasted all around, and uh, and most of the people prefer organic food over normal food. But are organic foods actually organic? Okay, so. Uh... to give you a perspective there are three ways in which uh, food can be grown largely uh, first is uh, using urea and dap uh, those okay. are basic uh, chemical basic chemical fertilizers which are uh, used by farmers to uh, keep away the pests keep away mm. the uh, insect keep away all kinds of uh, unwanted according to Uh, that kind of agriculture according to that kind of agriculture uh, they want to keep away all these uh, pests basically away so that kind of farming is called chemical farming which uses urea and dap now that is one kind of farming second is organic farming uh, organic farming uh, again uses uh, fertilizers but these fertilizers are at least better than the mm. uh, you know chemical fertilizers but still they are they are harmful still they are okay. harmful not to the extent of what urea and dap will be causing either to the soil uh, to the crop to the uh, you know the uh, farmer himself or hmm. herself so, so the third type of farming third type of farming is natural farming now hmm. natural farming is something which uh, is very very old practice which we have been doing since ages uh, as india is known as agrarian society yeah uh, so we uh, in natural farming the whole center of focus is desi cow okay so the natural fertilizer which is made uh, to be spread either onto the soil or to the onto the crops or onto the fruits and vegetables uh, all these things are made through the panchagavyas of desi cow hmm everything is made in the kitchen of a farmer farmer's house oh wow so if you if you talk like that i mean uh, all the all the fertilizers which are made with the ingredients available in the kitchen that means they are safe yeah if you talk about turmeric if you talk about uh, you know uh, cow urine if you talk about cow dung if you talk yeah. about tur dal if you talk about rice water 
there are many ingredients which are found naturally either with the cow urine cow dung or mm. it is available in the kitchen in the form of ingredients with the, all these ingredients when they are mixed together to make a concoction and then left for few days that is called a natural fertilizer okay and that natural fertilizer is sprayed onto uh, the soil as well as the plants and definitely if such kind of an activity is happening there is no harm uh, you know to either to the soil or to the yeah. crop or to the farmer yes yes sir so like you were saying with the natural farming so you mentioned that the cow was the main component right like cow and then the cow uh, products were the main part of natural farming so i think that if uh, like b- back in the days when farmers they had their own cows and then so they used the ca- ca- cow products and then they made natural fertilizers and then they used it to farming and then there was a proper ecosystem that was there so uh, like they had their own cows they had their right. own uh, fields like there was a proper there was no any external intervention in that ecosystem so right. why do you think that that right. ecosystem got disturbed that's a very good question in the in the early 60s uh, if you have heard about the term called green revolution hmm. green revolution is something which happened during the 1960s uh, indira gandhi time when indira gandhi was the prime minister of india uh, uh, green revolution was brought uh, brought to handle the uh, food scarcity situation which was prevailing at that time hmm. uh, every time there was food scarcity india had to stand in front of in front of uh, russia or in front of uh, the us to uh, beg for food grains let it be rice or let it be wheat so uh, uh because the population explosion was happening and uh, there was not sufficient food which was getting uh, you know irrigated or cultivated to feed all the all the heads in the whole country hence uh, the the uh, the the intervention uh, with the agricultural system was was done and that's where the green revolution came into existence now if you read a little about green revolution you will you will know that uh, uh, that was a time when all these fertilizers chemicals chemical fertilizers and uh, a lot of uh, pesticides were introduced hmm. um, if you if you read a little bit about about this history of what how are these uh, chemical fertilizers made you will you will see that you will see uh, a connection between the chemical fertilizers and the uh, companies which were uh, which were uh, which were manufacturing um, artillery which were manufacturing uh, you know uh, for for which were manufacturing all kinds of you know chemical uh, artillery for the wars so after the second world war you know the world the, the countries in the world understood that there is no way in which uh, wars can be an answer to any kind of conflict so uh, they started having uh, better discussions they started having uh, you know uh, other different ways apart from war to resolve their issues uh, 
Hmm. That was a time when, if the companies which which have put in so much effort and research, time and money and energy into developing these chemical weapons, let it be bombs, let it be uh, you know grenades, let it be anything, you know, what are these companies going to do? So they wanted an outflow of all these chemicals oh. to be moved somewhere so that the the uh, cash flow keeps happening so wow. uh, after the war the next mass consumption of such kind of chemicals would be only in agriculture okay and that was a time that was a time when uh, these companies like bayer and monsanto and all these companies they started uh, manufacturing uh, chemical fertilizers and started pushing it towards industrialization of agriculture till okay. then india india always believed to have uh, simple living simple farms uh, three three or four cows two or three bulls at home uh, every farmer was having at least uh, two to five to ten ten acres of land even a small small farmer would have two acres of land uh, irrespective of whichever profession you were doing yeah. or you were into let it be you be a doctor or a or an engineer or a or a plumber or an electrician or or uh, you know a, basically a politician or a panchayat head or whatever every person was a farmer and then they had they had some other profession yeah so that was the that was how how our uh, indian society uh, was existing um, you know before 1960s uh mm. so every person was having some amount of uh, land uh, as a joint family as an individual also they were having some amount of land yeah and yeah. the real real wealth was always considered as uh, cattle and land yeah so whenever whenever there was there was an event of in terms of marriage you know uh, giving away uh, or getting the child the girl child married to the uh, male child uh, it is always seen that what is the wealth of the other family or either of the families yeah. the wealth was always measured with the with the amount of land what and a cattle. person yeah. uh, owns and what is the amount of cattle that a person owns or a family yeah. owns for that matter so the real wealth was always land and cattle cattle but with the advent but with the advent of these chemical fertilizers and uh, industrialization of agriculture started happening in 1960s uh, these uh, you know families they started seeing uh, seeing no use of the cattle okay such as cow and bull now to give you a perspective uh, industrialization of agriculture started uh, or or uh, one one good example of industrialization of agriculture is tractor yeah now land plowing the land used to happen with the help of bulls bulls yeah but the mechanization and industrialization of uh, this whole plowing of land had moved to the had had moved to the process of using uh, a tractor hmm. now when a farmer is now when a farmer is having a tractor to plow the field what is the use of 
a bull or a pair of bull yeah. bulls they became so a liability slowly a pair of bulls yes you are hmm. right the they became a liability but but there there were a lot of uh, intellectual farmers at that time who understood this change that this tractor is going to bring havoc into the indus, uh, in, into the hmm. human society because tractor needs continuous uh, you know overoiling continuous input of petrol uh you know it is a machine it gets depreciated over the period of time it might have uh, mechanical issues electrical issues and a lot of lot of these things <laughs> for that matter uh, bulls will also have but the cost to maintain a bull or a pair of bull is much lesser when yeah. compared to a tractor yeah, and, and, so uh, yeah. before before 1960s the concept of farming or the idea of farming was uh, purely based on Desi cows, or basically, basically based based on cattle. So a uh, a person who is having cows and bulls mm-hmm. would be able to generate or uh, you know create their own natural fertilizer and use it in the farm and plow the farm with the help of bulls. So ideally, the farming was zero input cost. Mm-hmm. but with the advent with the advent of industrial agriculture and chemical fertilizers the cost of input to produce a particular yield of crop was very high because you had to purchase yeah chemical fertilizers you had to purchase a tractor you had to purchase yeah. diesel you have to purchase uh, a lot of other things industrial agriculture and uh, along with chemical fertilizers also brought in hybrid seeds hmm till then the it's an age old tradition of farmers that with every co- crop after the harvest they used to save seeds hmm say so they used to save seeds for the next crop okay so never ever so never ever the farmers had to buy seeds from corporations but with mm-hmm. the advent of hybrid seeds with the, with the advent of hybrid seeds and chemical agriculture chemical based agriculture these hybrid seeds were provided by the mnc's mm-hmm. at so a particular propaganda cost. basically yeah everything was was uh, was uh, scheduled and you know structured in such a manner that uh, the cost of input to grow a crop would eventually grow high oh so for a piece of land if a farmer is trying to put one bag of chemical urea or dap or urea and dap for the next crop cycle he might have to put two bags hmm. third crop cycle four bags fourth so the soil quality of the soil uh, went on degrading by the use of these chemicals hence they had to use more chemical in order to get the same amount of crops right. oh wow the farmers were allured the farmers were uh, you know uh, attracted by the by the word called uh, uh, extra yield hmm. till then whatever yield was available using natural farming let's say one acre used to produce let's say 1 ton 
by using chemical agriculture or chemical based agriculture the farmers were given the hope that you will mm. get a higher yield mm. chemical fertilizers were brought in to have those chemical fertilizers rather i would say uh, it all started with the seed you know mm. because because the high yield was the required uh, thing at that amount of time at that at that period of time uh, because they wanted higher yield so that mm. the masses in the country could be fed and uh, hunger can be avoided for that they brought in something called as hybrid seed now mm. what is a hybrid seed hybrid seed is uh, it's not genetically modified hybrid seed is some amount of some amount of change which is done at the gene level but it is not gmo there is a difference between hybrid seed and a genetically modified uh, it, hybrid seed is is something which is not a desi seed and it is not a gmo okay so hybrid seed was brought in with a with a uh, with a with a very uh, positive outlook that if a farmer uses this hybrid seed they will have a lot of increase in the yield yeah they showed and they gave the hope that they will be correct. having a good output hence they had to use it so sir like were we actually in a, a in a deficit or, or were we in a problem before uh, yeah yes we were definitely in a problem we were uh, uh, india was staring at a uh, situation where uh, the public and the population was 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 going was moving towards hunger and the food was not sufficient food scarcity was a very big issue which was prevailing at that time and it was uh, it was it was a big concern for the prime minister of india then that is mm. indira gandhi that was indira gandhi at time at that time and she did not want to beg the russia and the uh, the uh, the us uh because because with that because with that they are going to uh give the food and then dictate terms yeah to the country and that mrs indira gandhi did not want and hence uh she along with the the then scientist the agricultural scientist that is the dr swaminathan swaminathan dr swaminathan was the brain child behind green revolution okay so whatever they did whatever they did it was right and appropriate for the time where all these problems were prevailing, were prevailing but yeah. no one could actually anticipate that the ill effects of chemical agriculture would be so devastating 30 years down the lane where a flourishing state like punjab would convert into a cancer state hmm. so there if okay. you see there is a there is a there is a train which goes from punjab to uh, i think somewhere in rajasthan uh, and that train is called cancer that train is called cancer train wow where all the passen- passengers in that train are cancer patients oh. someone is lung lung cancer brain cancer breast cancer uh, you know skin cancer uh, what not the whole the whole train is filled with 
only cancer patients which uh, takes the cancer patients to a particular hospital somewhere in rajasthan to to get cured so because a lot of chemical fertilizers were used in the state of punjab for a decade or more than a decade let's say two decades because for two decades that particular chemical fertilizers were used the generation and the soil degraded uh, in a very bad manner degraded that one cannot even imagine yeah now we all are facing the consequences even today right like the effect of the pesticides used in the past we are still facing the consequences of it so right. yes yes uh, if you if you uh, just google a basic uh, you know word like kasargod chemical fertilizer kasargod is a small town uh, in you know which is on the border of karnataka and kerala yeah and uh, i think uh, the chemical fertilizers were sprayed using an aeroplane a oh. helicopter a helicopter and aeroplane i don't know uh, i think there was cashew plantation uh, for which the fertilizers were sprayed using a, a small small scale aircraft and it was sprayed across the city i mean across the town and the effects are so devastating that till today till today i think uh, it's been almost almost 30 years now till today the children which who are born in that particular town small town are born with disorders disorders which are seen evidently uh, you know either eye disorder brain disorder uh, limbs disorder some of the other disorders are there so if you can remember the effect of hiroshima and nagasaki yeah. how how these two towns had the effect of the nuclear bomb similarly the kasargod town and all the children who were born after the spraying was done you know the the effect is so so strong that after 30 years also the children born over there are not able to recover that is because the soil is degraded that is because the air is degraded that is because the water is degraded on a daily basis we consume three things only air water food and if these three things are polluted obviously yeah. whatever is going into our consciousness system. or whatever is system will be poison only so that is what has happened uh, with the children and the mothers and the fathers in the, in the town of kasargod they are inhaling poisonous air they are drinking ground water or water from the well which is poison filled with poison because the air is having poison the soil is having poison the fertile soil which was there is now poisonous i didn't even know that there was a problem existing like this until today so like more than half of the problems like this they come and they go sir like like people they don't actually think like there comes a wave like if at all there is a problem in our country then people start sending all the forward messages across all the groups on social media they talk about it there is buzz all around and then it fades away and also like farmer community have been a victim of this for a very long time so every time a farmer commits suicide 
there comes a buzz like every news channel they, they talk about it social media they talk about it and then everybody wants to do something to them and then when the buzz fades away people will not remember it sir and they start thinking about like what is now trending like they go to all bollywood hollywood tollywood like all the trending stuff they come back up again so farmer community have always been the victim of this and also when you said that this all propaganda was like farmers like basically they had to they were pushed into the situation so that their economy will the country's economy will keep running so that the company will make profits they pushed this propaganda on to the people and then they had to buy it it is not just with the chemical fertilizers we uh, indians on a whole we have been influenced from western cultures or we have been influenced like our whole culture has been influenced to an extent where we actually don't know what our core values were like how did our whole system function so like back when the cows were the core of the entire agriculture system everything was fine like when they got pushed into this propaganda like they get influencer like we always look up to western for some reason i don't know why but there is a lack of confidence in our culture like do you think so too lack of confidence is there or lack of information is there right from the childhood now this all is happening because 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 the education system is not hmm. is not giving them the right exposure now yeah. if you see the modern society and the contemporary world especially in india and in the urban cities are having smaller families mother father two children sometimes mother father and a child that's it olden yeah. days you know a joint family used to have at least 40 people at least 40 people you know uh, uh, the the head of the family would have at least had six children of male origin and six children of female origin and all these uh, you know uh, the even the head of the family would have his his brothers and sisters their brothers and sisters would be staying in the same big house you know uh, three or four generations would be living in the same house uh, and majority of the learning used to happen at home hmm. looking at your mother mother sister mother's elder sister mother's younger sister your uncles aunties you know chikama dodappa all these people you would be looking at them and how are they behaving how are they handling the situation what are they trying to do on a particular day on a particular uh, you know festival how are they uh, performing their duties what what are the duties of men what are the duties of women why are they doing it all those things had a strong reasoning which eventually mm-hmm. faded away faded with away. the with the uh, you know uh, dismantling of the uh, joint family system everyone wanted to be independent and uh, small small nuclear families were formed and yeah. small nuclear families had their own small uh, you know uh, diluted cultures every nuclear family had a diluted culture and then as and when uh, it moved forward uh, more dilution ha- happened and when the current generation when they look back they say yeah i am from chittur i am from uh, you know uh, hindupur i am from this particular place but i am currently in bangalore a metropolitan city my 
I have never visited my uh, place, and I don't know my, my uh, uh, you know uh, ancestors. So the whole point and the whole reason why we are why we are not able to uh, you know get the right information is because we are disconnected from our roots. And anyone who is disconnected from our roots uh, would always would always search for you know uh, some kind of an influence. You know, it's like mm. mobile phone. Mobile phone will always keep searching for a network. Yeah. Whichever network you, whichever the whichever network the mobile phone gets, it will catch. Yeah. So the ancestral network has been structurally killed, and the modern civilization, the Western civilization, or the influence of Western civilization is the only mobile network which is available to our antennas. of the contemporary mm. world so if i have a question neither i have a spiritual guru if i have a question neither i have a grandmother or a or a grandfather even if i have a grandmother and a grandfather they will not have answer right answers because they themselves are diluted yeah, yeah. because that, they had that, that is the problems. main problem sir yeah, yeah. so like when years back they had they had come to urban cities so the, if they are not yeah. having answers to the exactly yeah question is then who is going to answer yeah yeah so this is when people will start losing confidence so like every time my grandmother my grandparents asked me to do something on a festival if they asked me to use a mango leaf for something then i ask why like our generation it's very curious like i think that that's a good thing so we ask why so the moment you give a a answer which i think is stupid or which i think is logicless then i will discard it so a uh, more events like this happen so then i discard the whole uh, culture as a whole then we start saying that the, okay like whatever our ancestors followed everything is meaningless like we we, we create opinion for the entire system so yes sir like yes, i agree with you true it's to whatever you have been saying uh, as a as a child as a young uh, toddler as a young uh, uh teenager i also went through the same same concerns because uh i was also not given these answers properly and because this this happened because the uh the the generation before us they they never questioned they never questioned yeah. they they only been they only believed in following and if yeah. i go to a generation one generation behind that is uh, a little earlier that is my my grandmother so hmm. my grandmother would have born in 1940s or 1950s 191930s 19, maybe let's say my grandmother would have born in 1930 so those were the that was the generation who had the immense knowledge and the answer to all the whys why and uh, and uh, by the time we were Uh, I mean, me, me as a, uh, I as a uh, adult. Uh, the moment I grew up, my grandmother was gone and my grandfather was gone, and all these answers, all these questions were not mm. were left unanswered. And when I asked these questions to my to my mother and father, definitely they wouldn't be able to answer it. And they would say, "We never asked our parents all these all all such kind of questions. We just followed what they say." And uh, your generation keeps asking these kind of questions, and you yeah. don't have an answer. but 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 the but the right way to question is to not stop 
and start having a prejudice just because my immediate connections that is yeah. my father mother my uncle auntie my uh, sisters and elder sisters are not able to answer one should not develop a prejudice or prejudice saying that yeah. no they don't know anything the culture is of no use the culture doesn't have any uh, sense that is that is very naive of us to to think that think way, like yeah. that and uh, uh, just because just because you know do can we see air we cannot see air our our senses are you know uh, feeble to even see air our eyesight as a sense is not strong enough to see air but we can feel air so similarly if just because we are not having enough connections or just because we are not having any enough network to find answers mm-hmm. or get answers for our questions we should not have we should not conclude that our generation or our our, our culture is is nonsense no our intelligence contrary, what... is restricting us sir our intelligence yeah. is restricting us like that's what i think because whatever goes beyond our intelligence or whatever we think that we cannot perceive we say that it doesn't exist so like the the lack of open mindedness right it like everything doesn't have to be definite like every time we create a opinion we create a opinion so strong that we tend to ignore anything around or surrounding the opinion so we just we are not open no, uh, to certain things i i told i agree on that i agree on that and that thing is happening because of uh, because because the right kind of education is not happening now if i yeah. if i rewind today's to <coughs> 2020 now today's 2020 uh, rewind 50 60 years okay let's say uh, 1950s 1940s now 1940s 1950s uh, you know uh, today morning i think today morning or yesterday morning i had sent you one uh, message, message on yeah. whatsapp uh, which spoke about the gurukula system yeah now that and it i had also mentioned that the daily lives of the indian people or the indian population was made illegal by the british hmm. to keep away to keep away the immense knowledge watch what what indians had at that time so one example i'll give you the gurukuls which were existing that time uh, pre independence uh, during the 19 early 1900s and late 1800s were much much higher than the any kind of education institutions yeah. now which are existing yeah so, i agree with that too so the education was was so strong in terms of gurukul system uh, the every why what we as contemporary people are asking they had an answer and they have an answer uh, for all those things it's just that the british education system which was brought in by lord macaulay at that time uh, was uh, that that particular uh, you know macaulay system education system had actually overpowered the gurukul system and by law by passing a law that all the gurukuls would be would be made a criminal offense if the gurukuls are being run if the gurukuls are being uh, you know in operational thing it would be a criminal offense so by law the age old existing gurukul system was criminalized and when a system becomes criminalized people don't want to go ahead and practice that when they don't want to go ahead and practice that 30 years 40 years down the line the whole knowledge gets vanished yeah 
so that is the whole reason i have always been saying and uh, doing i know in my messages food and education yeah food and education are the backbone of the society if you contaminate these two of any country you can make them mental slaves for the next coming thousands of years if the food is poison if the food is made poison or the soil is made poison whatever they are going to eat will be filled with a lot of unwanted chemicals and the yeah. person who is going to be there in that country will always be ill a, an ill person you know with health with an ill health a person cannot think much yeah cannot True. intellectually can cannot intellectually work True. so with food they hit the brain and with the change in the education system they infuse a lot of inferiority complex hmm. so if you see the british uh, history which is read by you and me and everyone in this uh, contemporary world the 100 200 years of british history is what we are taught in the history books of 6th 7th and 8th 9th standards yeah. but is it is it really that much history what what our india is having no india hmm. is having a very rich age history. old history yeah. why are we not studying the guptas why are we not studying the cholas why are we not studying the vikramadityas of of the of the country you know the uh, i don't remember the exact emperor's name but uh, it was told that the the emperor had a uh, three fourth of the world as his kingdom hmm. so why are we not studying that so food and education if you ruin these two things you are getting hold on to the mental aspects of the youth and the next generation so a lie said 100 times becomes a truth yeah so <laughs> by with the with the help of education system they have been telling lies to all the people born after 1920s and 1930s you know early 19 early 1900s and for 100 years they have been pouring in lot of nonsense in our brain <laughs> yeah true sir which made us believe that the western people or the british people are the are the uh, supreme are the, uh, uh, supreme and ideal yeah supreme mind yeah we have so been you, trained see, to look one, up to them example. sir yeah we have been trained to look up to them and that is not being understood by the current people current current <laughs> yeah. uh, contemporary people you know instead of uh, instead of asking what was our history why are we not studying rani lakshmi rani lakshmi bai why are we not studying chatrapati shivaji with the amount of intensity with which we study british empire yeah why are we not studying vikramaditya or uh, chola kingdom uh, you know uh, there was a time in india when the university number of universities in the country were much more than the number of hospitals there were no hospitals only ideally if you see the excavations and the history or the archaeological survey of india if you see you know uh, the history you will see that india always had a lot of universities and hardly any hospital wow. that itself talks that itself talks and tells about that how much of importance we had on education And we have to because, obey 
I am taking time to process the statement you just said because that is so true. The relation between education and health. So, like we always tend to see them as different things, right? So basically, like what they say is like Hinduism or Hindu culture. They don't cut. They uh, like our histories or like in Gita, like everywhere. They don't say this as a religion. They don't say this as a caste. They say it as a way of life. So, like we started to uh, defragment different aspects, and uh, I think like that is where everything fell apart. <laughs> no, uh, current current generation uh, they they have the right logical and reasoning approach. Yeah, I understand, but they don't have the patience to pursue it hmm. and persevere it. Yeah. Now, if uh, if a question comes into your conscious. why are we using mango leaves on a on a festival now the immediate answer is only google or the, the contemporary people mm. are forgetting the fact that whatever is there on wikipedia or google or on the internet it is all written by people only yeah but have they done the primary research have they done the secondary research have they gone to uh, the the real pandits have they gone to the real ayurveda experts have they it's gone the to efforts the you're talking about to know the answer yeah. right like yeah, people are not yeah people, people are not interested in question to prove their intelligence so like so, so far like whatever i have observed the better question you ask the more intelligent you seem to be so here the intent of questioning is not to find the answer it is to prove the intelligence so when the intent is wrong like your output will always be inclined with your intent right so that is exactly yeah, totally what has agree. happened i totally agree now uh, we are living in a society where the where the uh, uh, the attention span is only 4 seconds hmm now with an attention span of 4 seconds when when i started my career in 2006 or 7 uh the attention span was somewhere around 30 seconds that was the time when uh, the internet was very very costly we used to pay one uh, for one hour of internet surfing yeah. we used to pay 120 rupees even our generation growing up internet was expensive sir like until jio oh. the jio revolution okay. like internet was expensive yeah yeah uh, until jio expensive but the speed was also quite good but we were we were on dial up we had lived on dial up <laughs> so a person who has lived on dial up or who has grown in the dial up era dial up you understand what is dial up no no broadband yeah. before broadband there was something called dial up now what is okay. dial up dial up is through, through your phone so if you have a land phone if you have a telephone land phone if you are using internet you cannot you can get an incoming call <laughs> so through your phone through your phone connection internet was used internet was so, used yeah so some rich people used to have two phones one one for internet and one for uh, normal uh, calling okay so uh, some some middle class people who could who could afford only one telephone so when the internet was on through dial up that is that is through the uh, telephone they never used to get any kind of incoming calls now the speed of the dial up was was much lesser then what we are getting today we used to work on 56 kbps speed 
128 kbps speed now today we are yeah. minimum is 4 mbps so when you are talking uh, about this like this uh, this so one, makes one, one me second, think yeah yeah one second let me, let me complete so yeah yeah sure a person a person like like us uh, i am born in 1980s 1982 is my birth year now a person who has seen dial up the patient's level is also like that but if you go to my father's generation who has not seen internet when he was a child and to travel from one place to another place they used to actually cycle there was no motor transport at the middle class and the in the rural india so they had a lot of patience now mm. we, if we surround ourselves with technology and things and people who are having less patience we will also become like that yeah so the whole point that i'm trying to make is the attention to detail and attention span is coming down because the technology is much faster yeah and because the technology is much fast much faster attention span is going down because it's attention ready. span is going yeah. down the patience is gone patients to sit and listen to to either to a father or a mother or a grandmother or a grandfather or to us or a, or a person like sadguru or a, or a spiritual guru or to even let's say a teleserial like mahabharata or ramayana coming on coming on dd national they don't have they don't have that kind of a patience yeah you know in in uh, uh, shirdi sai baba's uh, you know if you see the statue or if you see if you see the idol shirdi sai baba you will have two things over here shraddha and saburi you know patience and belief so a person who is having patience and belief will always go forward sai baba says that hmm. so neither of us neither of the things that is patience is also not there belief is also not there because we don't have patience we, we don't believe anything yeah true so and also uh, like we as design students or anybody so uh, right now i'm studying interaction design right so we design mobile applications and and mobile application by products so we learn like different design laws which will make the user achieve a certain goal in less amount of time so sir we are being taught to design things so that people can use it in in a short period of time so when we are being taught to make patient make people impatient we are if, if we are being taught to make people less patient then what else can we expect from people sir so that is yeah that is why i said education system is coming out with contradictory things if the human consciousness mm. has to go forward and elevate themselves they need to relax they need to have patience they need to sit and observe they need to they need to hold they need to be still mm. and the current generation is always on the go they they, are, they just want to run and there is no problem with that but concern is mm. they yeah. have no brakes in yeah. a car in a car let it be a ambassador or a lexus or a or a you know uh, a big uh, mercedes or uh, i don't know i'm not good at cars and their names but the most expensive car and the most worst car the cheapest car the most important thing is what you know brakes <laughs> if you don't have brakes what is the point of having a car <laughs> yeah that brake is not there 
which is installed with the right kind of education in our conscience yeah. and that is where that is where the education is very very important at the grassroots level right from the childhood if the husband and wife and the father and the mother and the grandmother and the grandfather are going to watch only bollywood hollywood and kannada serials and telugu serials and uh, what nonsense on on these uh, uh, channels the child is also going to going to pick the same thing whatever child doesn't follow the instructions child follows behavior actions which is which is seen in the household if husband and wife mm. they are fighting with each other if the husband and wife are you know yelling at each other if the husband and wife are talking nonsense if the topic of discussion is bollywood and tollywood and sandalwood and all those things they will also learn the same thing surely there is change indian yeah. housewives there are many times indian housewives they sit with uh, the uh, television series which are going on uh, on the tv and they will they will make the child sit next to her and uh, they will ask her ask him or her to do the homework so we are what we are what we consume from our five senses yeah so even the child is not even the child is trying to do some kind of a homework he or she is listening to what nonsense is coming on the tv and that is the whole reason why the tv is called an idiot box <laughs> tv has to be banned or <laughs> programs programs which are aired on the tv has to be with a lot of lot of uh, lot of responsibility the directors or the or the producers or the story writers or the or the film directors or the full film producers or the television directors should actually have a larger vision of the society and then then direct things sir i think that the resources are there have been but uh, i don't think that like if we perceive television as a display of art form then maybe that is another way to look at it so we are depending on a certain category of people to set an example to the society sir like we all are expecting that the producer the directors to think about society as a large but the problem is we are not reflecting that in on ourselves like we are expecting someone else to do the work for us to the society like it it it's the, the problem is with us that is why that is why there are only three people in this whole world who can change the coming generation mother father and teacher hmm. and if these three people are not responsible there can be filth around but if the mother and the father are not conscious about what is being consumed with the five senses of the child the filth will always come into the brain of the child yeah and if the teaching fraternity also starts taking up the whole job as some kind of a mundane job or some kind of a you know just because i'm getting salary i'm trying to do something the whole the whole uh, objective of being a teacher is gone yeah true sir true definitely teaching 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 a subject is just a part of the whole teaching profession hmm. when when a child when a teacher is there with the with the child either in a primary school or the nursery or the or the secondary school or the higher secondary school or, or in the uh, graduation uh, in, uh, time apart from the technical aspect the the development of the consciousness has to be the focus yeah the problem with current education system 
and the stakeholders in the current education system is that everyone is only focusing on the technical education yeah and not educating the soul the moment a child irrespective of his age is taught or educated in terms of educating the soul or elevating the soul to a higher consciousness by default there will be a churning of better individuals yeah and also soul education like if, if, even like there is a, there is no basic education sir like even if we uh, not think about the soul education so back in the days we had education education was much more broader so we had kama sutra which also gave sex education and we had ayurveda which talked about health and well being so these are the top, like these were so we have always been categorized and we have been labeled that indian society is very narrow minded we are not open to things right if we go to temples temples are surrounded with uh, a, a naked uh, humans like all the sculptures the art form and also like kama sutra like it it gave sex education keeping women in mind so like women were the priority in kama sutra the, the education and these is these are what i think education should be about so we came so off track and we have created a illusion of what education is the definition of education has changed over the period of time surely education has changed i uh, i am no nobody to say if it's good or bad but i think that it is very important for us to define what education is since that has changed we lost track of all the important things that were supposed to be so the number of universities reduced and the number of hospitals are increasing like you said no so uh, if you have seen the film called castaway uh, have you seen the film called castaway no no okay so the the protagonist the hero in that film is uh, left on a uh, island for almost 2 3 years and uh, that happens because he would be a part of fedex hmm the fedex uh, cargo team yeah yeah he would be on a on a, on a plane and that plane crashes onto a island and everyone mm. apart from him dies and he is left on an island and the whole film the majority of the film that is 3/4 of the film is about this person how he reinvents himself on that particular island now okay the problem with this education system is that we are not life we are not taught life skills yeah. now what are life skills life skills are those skills which are which if if a person is left on a island he or she should be able to survive right yeah the do instincts how, do we know ha huh, do we know how to how to create fire we don't know no. do we know how to create a small house we don't know do we know how to how to uh, grow our food we don't know right so these are some of the basic life skills you know uh, yeah. everyone do we know how to take care of our health if doctors are not there if the medicine if the medicine people are not there are, are we able to take care of our health so mm. our age old system was always about the basic needs 
that a human would always require hmm. is always is all taught to that particular child because the child has to live and be surrounded by people behavioral hmm. science is taught psychology is taught yeah because the child has to some day or the other has to either treat themselves or treat someone basic sense of health and medicine was taught yeah right are you are you there yes 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 sir i'm hearing yeah are you there yeah because every human being requires shelter so basic amount of architecture and civil engineering was taught hmm. house building because every person has to eat food has to satisfy their hunger they were taught how to grow food yeah survival because everyone had to deal with money the economics of the world how the world functions and how the money transactions happen or how the arthashastra basically the, the finance education was taught yeah so till a particular standard or till a particular age the child would be groomed in such a manner that if he or she is left on an island he or she will be able to handle himself or herself yeah he or she will not die today you and i if they if we are left on an island we will die the, the the minute we are we are we are aware that we are alone yeah true true sir agreed yeah so right yeah if you remember uh, uh, my my father and mother and uh, my grandfather and mother, grandmother uh, that that generation used to do all the plumbing activities all the paint activities all the uh, you know carpentry activities all the electrician activities they all used to do on their own i used to see my father own you know father uh, you know uh, and grandfather uh, fixing a fuse fixing basic plumbing issues basic electrical issues basing uh, you know basic all these things but now your generation and my generation we are having specialists so yeah. if some some dream dream goes for a toss we have to call a plumber we don't even touch it we'll say humko nahi malum we don't want to do anything we are yeah. even scared to touch it yeah one fuse goes off we don't know how to open and close it true yeah so these are some of the life skills which 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 got diluted over the period of time in the context that technical education has to be given more importance yeah if gardening was a part of the family activity are you know why do you have to get uh, you know uh, gardening kyun kar raha hai nahi nahi acha it's okay go and study you know god gardening is not for you <laughs> yeah we have uh, we have reserved <laughs> a certain qualifications for a certain set of people and then we are asked to make a choice whether to pursue it or not so why can't one individual why can't one student have financial education with gardening education and a basic sense about health and well being why can't an individual have all this so we we parents and then i don't know if we will be imposing this on our uh, children and of for further generation but we are asked to make choice if you choose to do if, if you choose to have financial education then you are not supposed to think about anything else like think about that learn about that so i think that is where uh, 
the diversification is yeah. holistic approach is always important uh, yeah and that too at a very uh, you know uh, childhood childhood level like that's where the gurukul that's that's where the gurukul education uh, gives you a lot of lot of sense you yeah, know there true. are some uh, 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 while i was researching uh, for the uh, gurukul <coughs> for my child for my son I, I you know my wife attended uh, you know a seminar uh, of 3 days or 4 days in which it was mentioned uh, how a gurukul you know functions there are still many gurukuls which are existing in the in the country oh. somewhere in gujarat somewhere in gujarat and somewhere I didn't know that. even in, even in karnataka even i think some 100 110 kilometers from here that is from bangalore 110 kilometers that is uh, make it that are you aware of that place make it that no no make it that is a place uh, which is from which is from bangalore 120 kilometers and there's a gurukul over there its name is Om Shanti Dhamma. Okay. There are there is a there is a Gurukul in Magadi Road only for girl children. There's a there's a Gurukul uh, in Magadi Road. Another uh, another Gurukul called Anandavana. I de- I haven't which, heard of any of this ever in my life. Yeah, and they are all in Bangalore. I mean, outskirts of Bangalore, basically. You don't have to go to Gujarat to see a Gurukul. It is there in our state of karnataka <laughs> so there are many gurukuls which are existing and they are trying to educate people the age old tradition manner hmm. where all the four vedas where all the vedas are taught to them they have a, a strong uh, you know daily schedule and such kind of gurukul there are there are other there are gurukuls which are affiliated to cbsc and state board also <laughs> oh. amazed to hear them <laughs> right yeah so There are, there are such such kind of parents who would want want to have a contemporary education as well as an as a, uh, as well as the gurukul education so such kind of gurukuls which are affiliated to you know state board or central board offers you a combination of these two that would be the first so, step for any parent to to yes to yes. take decision yes. to and this, yeah and this om shanti dhamma which is uh, near to uh, the kaveri river early in the morning at 4 o'clock Uh, all these children are taken to uh, the kaveri river to take a dip over there and the dincharya the, the daily activities are in such a manner that however it used to happen in a gurukul early morning get up go and take bath in the river you know uh, you know do surya namaskar uh, you know uh, do all those activities and come back and then uh, you know serve in the gaushala uh, do some kind of farming some kind of gardening uh, you know then come to the class learn some uh, veda part you know veda mantras mm. some kind of vedas and all those things and then uh, you know learn the other uh, contemporary technical aspects that is the technical education and then complete it in the evening and then by 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening they are completing their dinner and then sunset, they yeah. will be going to sleep before sunset so, yeah before sunset so the whole cycle of the human mind and consciousness is all based on sun before the sun rises one should be awake and before the sun sets your daily schedule should be off hmm still still the hope is not not uh, gone i mean there are there are many uh, gur- gurukuls which are existing 
in the state of Karnataka and many other uh, states in India, which are taking this whole thing to a different level and helping the yeah. uh, old tradition to be preserved. Yeah, it's just that initiative. It's just that. Taken, yeah. yeah, it's just that. How much of patience do we have? Now, if you ask me, if I wouldn't have had a child, if I wouldn't have gotten married and had a child, I wouldn't have even thought of all these things. Yeah. Now, because my child was going through a difficult phase in terms of health, I started questioning the food. What is being served at my table <laughs> in, in, in the form of packaged food? Why my child has to undergo this kind of pain? Why my child has to undergo this kind of torture? My my child was told not to drink milk because he was he was labeled as that he is lactose intolerant. Milk is he is allergic to milk. Now this question this question had hit me very hard. For ages we have been drinking milk, and how a child who is two years old, three years old. Can be kept away from drinking milk. Now the whole questioning started from there. What is being done to the food? Why my child is allergic? Is it the food which is allergic, or is it my child who is allergic, or is, mm-hmm. is it the kind of food what what is being served is is not right? Yeah, that's a right question to so ask. So when it comes to when it comes yeah when it comes to your own people, that's where you start introspecting the kind mm-hmm. of life that you are that you are living in and if it ha- if it happens to me i might not be so much bothered but if it is happening to a child you know a father or a mother would, would never be able to you know handle it and they will start questioning they will start tracing back and and people who are educated like us they who are who are having rational mind and you know logical mind they will they will start questioning everything and finding answers and it took mm. this took me 7 years my child is 7 years today 7 years old and this took me the, the whole thing started when he was 2 years old And it all started with desi cow milk. You know, so uh, be- was, before was, that, he was labeled. He was labeled as he was labeled as that he's allergic to milk. He should not drink milk. And then it start, started the you know the, the whole process of questioning why it is why it is like that. How 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 I should handle this? What should I serve to my child? And then so what about you know, before two two years, sir? Like uh, like r- right after <laughs> birth, when the baby is given um, mother's milk. Mother's milk. So now my question is: Is the baby still uh, lactose intolerant when the mom is breastfeeding the child? No. So you said that until That's... two years there was no problem. Until two years there was no problem because till then he he was feeding. He was you know he was being fed by his mother. Now the moment he is weaned out and given a commercial thing, hmm. which is available in the market, packaged, obviously. obviously he will not be uh, adjusting to it because the child is a very purest form of energy and purest form of uh, you know god yeah. true yeah and if during the birth or during the 9 months of pregnancy and during the during the process of conceiving if the consciousness is kept very very strong the child who's going to get who's going to be born will be very very pure and such and such kind of uh, you know uh, such kind of uh, uh, the child will will be sometimes yeah, kind of uh, packaged food and many many children who are who are in the current uh, generation are are having this kind of problem lactose intolerance mm. is because of the kind of 
food that is being uh, consumed yeah there's something which is done to the food is the problem and if you do a basic search china china milk scam if you do a basic google search you will see that i don't remember the exact year but for two years children of china were fed the infant formula the the food infant food was filled with a compound compound called malamine m e l a m i n e that's a chemical compound to make that chemical compound is used to make tiles why like why to meet the demand of milk or to to meet the demand of milk to meet the nutritional fact of the milk also nutrition factor ha huh. so milk is generally taken to focus on calcium and mm. protein yeah so when you mix malamine compound which is used to make tiles into milk the protein content oh the protein content in the milk will be high and no laboratory can actually find it and it all started with the cattle food it all started with cattle food and then brought to infant food wow. and after it was brought to infant food many many children died because children uh, child's body cannot handle that kind of a chemical compound yeah and it will reject it and if you keep infusing mother and father will say you know why is he not drinking why is he not drinking keep you know mm. give him more milk give him more milk gone yeah china milk scam you can do a basic search melamine and these kind of adulterants are in abundance for every food product available on the shelf of a super bazaar we all have been uh, bought into the system point. sir if you see we all have the the change was so subtle that we all were bought into this system like we didn't actually know that until it was too late yeah like now that we look back <coughs> now we want to change things so it's always that sir so i think that basic human instincts have been developed from millions of years like we still have a certain caveman instincts so and whatever we are doing now that will be influenced few hundreds of years later so now True. swiping and tapping so that is at such a muscle memory that whenever i am anxious or whenever i want entertainment or something it is just few taps away like i just open on i, I just open instagram and i just scroll so tapping double tapping and scrolling there's a they've become a part of my muscle memory so this will be reflected as we move forward yeah and one, also one second, one second yeah one second yeah vaishnav i will i will a minutes i will get back to you 10 minutes <laughs> yeah i know uh, before 8 o'clock i will upload the uh, 
assignment for him give me 5 10 minutes so this is part of the show by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so that is where that is where i've been telling you know just be very very conscious hmm. about what you are consuming from your five senses instagram facebook you know uh, 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 when when let's say 2006 2007 2009 when orkut facebook and all these things were there uh, many people started questioning uh, the the real importance of facebook and orkut uh, that was a time when i started trying to find yeah you know uh, these these entertainment media is there but entertainment media can also have a lot of constructive appeal you know uh, if you are trying to follow your subjects if you are trying to follow your your idols on facebook or instagram you will see the feed of such kind of people only or such kind of topics only yeah. so if you if you subscribe to nonsense you will you will get nonsense in your feed if you subscribe to good thing you will get good thing only so it, it all you know it all bottles down to a choice you make yes yes the only power what we have is the choice and, and also that is the soul power and also facebook or twitter or orkut when they were created the intention of being created was not that so the yes. like right now uh, so initially twitter uh, have you seen social dilemma uh the movie it's a documentary it's a netflix documentary which talks about the whole social media influence that is being happening in that he says uh, twitter was initially uh created as a dispatch system so you could send a message and all the taxi drivers could receive that and then they would come and pick you up so that was how it started but then later on it became a race of something else and even now there is so much good th- th- there are so many businesses that are running entirely on social media they are making tons of money like everything but also the like it's always the scale like the like the good is always balanced out by the bad like it's th- th- there is no way that we can escape this this loop like it's always going to be this way so that's why i never complain that this generation is bad or this generation is change is inevitable like it has changed and nothing uh, is good nothing is bad it is the power yeah. to choose which deviates our path both exists it's both just exists. like you choose like if you choose to look at only bad stuff then you develop bad mentality and like like all the insecurities and all that like which are so someone will not choose to have insecurity but the sources the choices of sources have influenced yeah like it's like it's so hard to find the cause of the problem <laughs> that so we we, we started this discussion like a, with education it's right it's like a web it's like a web you yeah. you 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 keep solving every knot which keeps coming in and then you will, it will lead to a different different uh, you know yeah. uh, sectors which will overall give you a you know you recommend okay because this happened this happened this happened this happened this happened this happened and oh because of all these things this happened yeah you know everything is a lifestyle decision and everything is a lifestyle choice like that that's what i believe so you choosing to drink a coca cola over something else 
or like whatever you define to be healthy or not it is a lifestyle choice it is not a food choice that you are making so that way everything is a lifestyle choice a sankarshan joshi trip